Baltimoreans is a member of the Baltimore Sports Report Network. Find, find more podcasts like this at baltimoresportsreport.com. You're listening to Baltimoreans, the home of the all-weather fan. My name is Sam Dingman. This is Alan Smith. Let's get very stupid. Baltimoreans. Even stupider than normal Baltimoreans. <laughs> That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, the long-awaited and much Twitter-requested 2015 Baltimore Orioles nickname audit is here. Episode 121, but we don't have time for our normal falderall, our normal claptrap, our normal top-of-the-order bullshit. We have to get straight to the nicknames. But so boys, we are... what about the Bobby Stefano franchise report? <laughs> No time! <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, if you were doing a an, an audit of nicknames and you needed an auditor, what better person for that role than someone named Nick? I I can't think Good point. Of, of a better qualification for nickname auditor than having the given name Nick. I was going to go with Ryan Webb because we nicknamed him the auditor, but we shipped him out of town, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen... What you just heard was the last time Ryan Webb will ever be mentioned <laughs> on this program. Until we dust him off for a franchise report in 2018. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Season, uh, season. what will that be? Season 7 of Baltimore Ons. Yep, yep. When, when, it, when it gets real. I was going to ask uh, about the fact that my name is Nick. What percentage did that play in my choice as the official arbiter of Baltimore Ons nickname? Well, how, how good are you feeling about yourself right now? <laughs> Well, considering that I filed the paperwork yesterday to legally change my name to Ricardo, it makes me wonder <laughs> if I should probably just leave. It's not no, the no. Ricardo name show. Don't leave. We we need you here for, for the nonsense that is about to happen. I want you guys to know, I know you may have picked me because my name is Nick, but I am swift, certain, and without mercy or remorse in my uh, arbitration duties for nicknames. The friendly Nick that you know, he's not in this room right now. The sword <laughs> of justice hangs over both of our heads. I am Judge Joe Brown-esque in the fact that I takes no guff, <laughs> so your nickname game better be vicious. That is that is bad news because I have prepared exclusively guff <laughs> for this podcast. I will grade you on the uh, Free Silver podcast rivalries bell curve because... Yes. <laughs> which, we know how you operate. Which is uh, a, a quick moment for a pitch here. Nick is the host of a wonderful podcast uh, called The Free Silver Party, where he brings on different guest hosts to uh, to rank different um, anythings, right? Different yeah, categories we a, of we things. Yeah, we pick a fun topic, and we, uh, my co-host and I take turns drafting our top five. Alan and Sam were good enough to come on and draft uh, great rivalries, which was a lot of fun. I appreciate that you said we were good enough to come on because that implies that uh, we had a sufficient talent level for the program, <laughs> which in my case was not true. <laughs> you don't want everybody Speaking to be... Speaking of guff. <laughs> not, not everybody can be the, the, the have-it-together leading men. You need your Gildenkrantz and Rosensterns of <laughs> drafting, the, the wacky bumbling sidekicks that you performed adequately. Let it be said that I was surprised that you agreed to ever do anything with me again, although perhaps you're here for revenge in which case justified all right let's get to the nickname shall we so this is how it's going to work folks uh we have invited uh the the wise and powerful nick markovich to be the adjudicator for this year's 2015 nickname audit for every 
member, minus a couple of people who, let's be honest, nobody wants to talk about, hmm. on the 40-man roster for your Baltimore Orioles. Alan Smith and I have each prepared a proposal of a nickname. We are going to put forth our proposals for that nickname, as well as our justifications. And then Nick, in his infinite wisdom, will hear our arguments and decide to either award the nickname to myself or to Alan or throw out both of them and substitute one of his own. <laughs> we'll also have a few listener suggestions to throw in there. And on certain cases, uh, like the round mound of zone pound for Tommy Hunter, <laughs> it's unimpeachable. We're not touching it. <laughs> we did such a good job with that one two years ago that it's just going to have to stay. Two, also, so, two quick questions, if I may. Yes, yeah. please. Do I get a gavel, robe, or any other type of judgery-based outfit? Thing. Somewhere around here, I have a bellhop's bell. <laughs> I actually would really like that if that wouldn't disrupt the uh, the flow. So the the sound of arbitration and justice is, of course, as you Baltimoreans are more than familiar, the one sound effect that we have in the budget here at Hootenanny Studios. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. I'm like a little kid. I'm going to be like uh, Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun, where even before I make my decision, <laughs> bell, 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 yay, bells. Uh, quick question number two. Yes, sir. Um, God, I really wish I would have thought of a judge-like catchphrase, but until then, would you be okay if I use my favorite ever judgy phrase, which was, well, it's highly unorthodox, <laughs> but I'll allow it. <laughs> Can I use that? That is more than welcome. <laughs> okay. Great. I would say, uh, please err on the side of overusing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. <clears throat> okay. Shall we begin? Well, then this session is in order. <laughs> Excellent. I'll take a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> Had to happen. Had Unfortunately to happen. for the Baltimore Orioles, for you listening faithful and for everyone here, that means that the first Oriole on the block is Brad Brock. All right. What you got, Smith? Well, um, generally, Sam and I, when we're watching the games, just sort of scream Brad Brock's name whenever he enters the game. Oh, you know what? You know what I, we should do? Uh, for everyone who was on the roster last year, we've also listed out um, on our spreadsheet that we have in front of us, but you can't see, uh, the name that we came up with for them last year. So we ah. should probably remind folks of right. that. So with zero knowledge about Brad Brock coming into the 2014 season, we went with Chicken. Um, I don't remember why, do you? Oh, yeah, it's because uh, we did what you just said, which is every time oh, he right. came in, we said, Brad Brock! That's right. <laughs> which sounded like a chicken. And then since he has kind of a hopsy-topsy delivery, right. we thought, hey, that's actually uh, kind of appropriate. Yes. Okay, so uh, chicken was our last name. I'm going to add to that possibility um, BB, B Brad, B Brock. Mm -hmm. um, so that made me think, of course, of BB King, which didn't quite feel right as one of the greatest guitar players of all time to really give him a BB King nickname. So I just went with the blues. The blues, mm. especially so far this season. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm going to counter with Braction. Nope. Let me try it again. Uh, Braction. It may, you have to mispronounce his name. I'm already going to lose this round, I can tell. <laughs> if you mispronounce his last name as Brack, then you could go Braction as in lights, camera, Braction. Because when he comes in, you know there's going to be a lot of Braction in the game. It's not necessarily going to be good. Good Braction, but there would be Braction. But move up to the front of your seat. All right. So the Blues, Braction, Chicken, or a previously undetermined <laughs> nickname of your choice. Well, I'll tell you, I just tried to Wikipedia Mr. Brock, and he does not yet have a Wikipedia page. I was hoping for an interesting wow. factoid, which would lead me <laughs> toward being able to say one way or the other. Get on it, Orioles Nation. Let's get Brad Brock uh, a Wikipedia page. Uh, 
oh, this is tough. I, I want to set a good tone and precedent. Um, Brad Brock has never set my, a good tone and precedent. I like the BB King uh, uh, reasoning. My only concern with with the Blues is that it it it's perfect if he's pitching badly. Right. But how does the Blues work when he's you know if he's had a run where he's just you know lights out? Fortunately, well, that's not going to occur. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Ah. Uh, at least it hasn't yet. You're a, you're a, you're a sabermetric uh, aficionado. I am, yeah. You're you're a, you're you're aware of uh, the FIP stat, fielding independent sure, pitching. Sure, sure, sure. Brad Brock uh, is often lauded for having gone seven and one as a middle reliever last year, uh, with an ERA of three point one eight. Which I'll just look this up very quickly. I believe his uh, his fielding independent pitching earned run average was considerably north of that. Uh, it was doink, doink, doink. Oh, 3.9. Not too shabby. <laughs> okay. So there goes that talking point. All right. So here's what I'm thinking. And, and this is a, this is a bit unorthodox or an, uh, highly unorthodox, but I'm going to allow myself. <laughs> I'm going to start off by suggesting we have the Jekyll and Hyde dual nickname, okay. which is when Brad Brock is pitching poorly. He's the blues. But ah. when he's he's mowing guys down, when he's getting guys out, then you could say, lights, camera, braction. That's All right. good. All right. So a little Jekyll right. and Hyde to start off. Also, I really, I don't I don't love chicken, but I love the <laughs> brah, brah. <laughs> so if that can also join in, mm-hmm. then I think we've got a solid uh, panacea. Okay. So we're going we're to we're do a patchwork for Brad going into this year. I should say also that uh, uh, a standard to which I tried to hold myself in preparing my nicknames this year was uh, the shout corollary. Yes. It has to be Could something you, shout you can shout at a screen. Because otherwise, if it's too cerebral and has to be explained too much, which I realize that's what I did with my first proposal. But it gets better from here, I promise. I went the opposite direction. So oh, okay. <laughs> everyone just hang on to your seats. I want I want these names to be shoutable. So something like Gorbenthal, Destroyer of Worlds, might be a bit too unwieldy to yell at the screen. No, that's perfect because it sounds great <laughs> in the dulcet tones in which you've just said it, but it sounds even better. Gorbenthal, <laughs> Destroyer Bellowed. of Worlds. Bellowed at the TV. Okay, so are we, uh, we're, we feel good about Brad Brock? Yes. We're also going to have to go a little faster. We're gonna okay, all right, okay. <laughs> we just, the first one, we're just setting the tone. Now, Get we're, it out. now we're in the Get flight. it out, okay. It out. All right, Check next it up, next up, Zach Britton. Closer for the Baltimore Orioles. Last year, we called him Queen B, or Bubbles, if you'd rather. I have decided to keep Queen B. Okay. I really like it. Uh, the Queen is a reference to Britain and the monarchy. Uh, I also, I, le- I think of Brad Brock, uh, excuse me, I think of Zach Britton as a very kind of dainty closer. He's somebody <laughs> who relies on finesse and location to get the job done. Once the sinker's working, then he's in. It makes me think of uh, the effete, regal nature of the Queen of England. All right. Well, I also went British, um, and mine, however, is layback and think of Britain. Um <laughs> Which, of course, uh, picks up the layback and think of England piece of propaganda that many women were advised during uh, periods when the English needed to produce more Englishmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, in this case, I'm going to side with uh, the keeping of Queen Bee. However, I also would like to point in, if you'd like to at any point include Keep Britain Tidy, which was mm. a slogan uh, uh, post-World War II. Uh, maybe that <laughs> Keep Britain Tidy means... Um, Let's not uh, have him getting any dirt on his uniform, so let's keep it a good, <laughs> quick trim inning. Okay. I like but, okay. Uh, Keep Britain tidy is very nice. Uh, Queen Bee. Who? 
Advantage Dingman. All right. All right. So we're going to move on to our first, not uh, not currently on the 25-man, but uh, you know him, you love him, Mr. Dylan Bundy. Now, Dylan Bundy was, of course, on the shelf for most of last year and did not earn a nickname. So, Sam, where where are we going to open the Dylan Bundy bidding? The Bundertaker. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> I don't feel I need to explain that at all. <laughs> well, I, uh, I I was I was going a little a little more positive, and I went with little bundle little Bundy of joy. <laughs> Uh, so any explanation real... <laughs> or just is, is, are you just I saying think, I it think requires those, no those things are pretty okay. <laughs> self-explanatory. Uh, the correct answer is um, in honor of uh, Al Bundy is married with strikeouts. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's terrible. Uh, the Bundertaker. <laughs> Early lead for Dingman, but we are just four names in, and uh, we we have only only just cracked the the Orioles pitching staff. Wei-Yin Chen is next up. Last year, uh, and actually for three seasons running, yes. we referred to Wei-Yin Chen as the Chentertainer. <laughs> I, uh, I'm of the opinion that there's, there's no need to change a good thing when it's, when it's going well. I think the Chentertainer is a very good name. Um, I would like to point out that a listener on Twitter, Julia Flamario, suggested that we name him Rolling Thunder because uh, Wei-Yin Chen in ta- his native Taiwanese Ooh. does mean... Thunder Rolling Mountain, something like that. I'm, I'm going to mess this up. But she also pointed out that Rolling Thunder was the name of a Vietnam bombing campaign by oh. the Americans in the Ooh. late in the early Ooh. 70s. So that it was. So uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fraught name. <laughs> what do you think, uh, Marco? Before I make my decision, do you do you find him an entertaining pitcher? Oh, very much. Yes. Are you not entertained? <laughs> let me let me break it down for you. You got you got uh, the smoothest pitching motion this side of Greg Maddox. Yes. I did just compare Wei wow. Yin to Greg Maddox. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Taiwanese Greg Maddox. Yeah, it just it, it's like butter. It's like if you imagine a stick of butter throwing <laughs> decent off-speed stuff to AL East batters. Okay. You got Wei Yin Chen. All right. Um, then there's also the fact that he speaks exclusively Taiwanese, but is frequently visited by his catcher during innings where there's some strife. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> there's no way they're communicating with each other. <laughs> so already, I think, I, you know, that's a pretty compelling portrait. Uh, the Chentertainer the is obviously a winner, and as Alan reminded me, it can so excellently be used in <laughs> yelling at the screen, Are you not Chentertained? <laughs> um, also, I would like to throw in, feel free to, uh, depending on the game situation, there's something rotten in Chenmark. Mm. So the Chentertainer, winner. I like, he, uh, how, I like how Nick is giving us some, some, some situational nicknames to bring in when things are going very well or very poorly here. Well, and I think Nick has already flagged the key component of a pitcher's nickname, which is that you want to be able to shout it when they get a strikeout. Right. So I think we very much or have that with... give up a with, home run. <laughs> yeah. Or yes, or to say ironically when they, when they uh, do something awful. I think we have that with Lights, Camera, Braction. Um, I think we have that with Lay Back and Think of Britain. And uh, I think we have that with Are You Not Chentertained? Next up, Knuckleballin' Eddie Gamboa. Come on down. Your first appearance on the Baltimore Ons nickname audit. Alan Smith, what do you got? Caveman Eddie. (laughs) I just liked how it sounded, first of all. But then I was thinking, like, knuckleballs and knuckle draggers. I'm not really sure where I went there, but I was thinking sort of a Neanderthal human being. I don't know the man. I'm sure he's quite intelligent, but Caveman Eddie is where I ended up. Okay. Uh, I went with Snake. 
Stay with me. Gamboa. Boa constrictor. Knuckleball dances and slithers. Snake. And I miss Jake Arietta, who we used to call Jake the Snake. <laughs> that's that's the other part. Um, real quick, I know you guys aren't native New Yorkers, but um, did you grow up with the commercial for? I think he only had New York stores, but uh, Crazy Eddie. He's kind of a no. phenomenon. I, I, you, you I, I, I've heard about him. It was this guy who owned an electronics store, and he'd come on the commercial, and he had really bugged out eyes, probably on cocaine because it was the 80s, and he would just yell about his electronics. And the thing were like, Crazy Eddie, Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. <laughs> All right, if you guys were New Yorkers, this reference would kill. <laughs> I don't know. I really like Crazy Eddie. What's it, so this guy's like? Crazy it works because Eddie. his name is Eddie. He yep. throws a knuckleball, and knuckleballers are a little, 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 little heads. A little touched on the mind. And again, you could yell at the screen, Crazy Eddie. His knuckleball is insane. <laughs> but since you guys are Virginians, and this reference means nothing, I'm gonna go with the snake. Mm, Ooh. I, don't, I don't like it. I'm I don't like rocks it. tonight. Yep. You guys are dead in the water. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, Mr. Jason Garcia. Well, uh, this is tricky for me because I know <laughs> nothing about Jason Garcia and, in fact, have written down on my sheet, literally, who is this? <laughs> that would be a great thing to shout whenever he gets yeah. a strikeout or gives up a home run. Seriously, <laughs> who, that? who is this guy? <laughs> so we have one entry. Seriously, who is this? But uh, I, I, yeah, I actually had nothing better than that. I was thinking, you know, you could go with uh, uh, some joke off of his last name and make his nickname Cherry. But that just that just seems. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, he's got sweet stuff. No, nah, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Garcia was our Rule Five selection right this year, joining the elite ranks of the likes of Ryan, Ryan Flaherty, Flaherty and TJ McFarland. Mm. Um, and mm. for that reason, uh, I have chosen Garcinko. You can see <laughs> that one landed. <laughs> wait, wait. So we have Garcinko and we have... Seriously, who is, who that? is this? Seriously. <laughs> Sometimes, um, guys, I, I feel like nicknames come from uh, the, the land where the person originated from, like, uh, you know, the uh, Tuscaloosa Typhoon. Or the Bronx oh, Bomber. Very Jason nice. Garcia from Lando Lakes, Florida. I'm familiar with that place. Ooh. Maybe Butter. Butter. Because Butter is nice. fun to yell at TV. Ooh. I don't know. Is this guy, is he, does he, what are the chances of him being a positive contributor to the 2015 Orioles? I'm, if, if the two people that Sam just cited are any indication, very low. Um, the last couple of Rule 5 picks have not worked out for us, but you know. It's always the chance. Okay, and I would also like to point out with, with Butta that it could be because he's smooth on the mound, but also because he could give pressure. you a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> right? He could give you a heart attack, much like a copious amounts of Butta. All right. I like Butta. Yeah, I like Butta better than anything both of ours. I came up with. <laughs> All right. Let's go Butta. Next up, Kevin Gosman. Uh, widely regarded as the best Orioles pitcher <laughs> by, by none other than sight. Jonah Carey. Uh, there, there we go. He is the, the best <laughs> Orioles pitcher by none other than Jonah Carey. A bit lengthy, but I think he'll get used to it. He's also pitching out of the bullpen, which no one really understands why as of yet. Last year, we called him um, either Donuts for his propensity to eat. And when he was in college, an entire pack of mini donuts between each inning while pitching in games. Or Goss Rifle off of my favorite uh, video game, the... Um, Fallout series. Oh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. So Wait, I'm sorry, I gotta ask. He ate an entire package of mini donuts between every inning when he was pitching? Fact. So if he pitched nine innings, he was, like, <laughs> well, between innings, eight packs of mini donuts? Yeah. 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 Wow. That's, uh, for those keeping track at was home. Was he portly? 
No, he is uh, rail thin. Yeah. Six feet, seven inches. Got one of them there metabolisms. Yeah, Yeah. good for him. Okay. So um, my nickname for him this year is Yo-Yo because the Baltimore Orioles refuse to decide what his role is and continue to jerk him around. (laughs) This is my first of a series of angry nicknames, just so you all know. (laughs) All right. uh, I couldn't decide between two, so I hope, Nick, you will allow me to say both of them. Well, it's highly unorthodox. (laughs) Yes. But I'll allow it. Okay. I'll allow it. Set him up, knock him down. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have first, seventh Kevin, and second, Svarga. <laughs> Let me explain. Uh, Svarga, these are actually redundant. I just can't decide which one is more fun to say. Uh, in the Hindu tradition, um, it is believed that there are seven heavenly realms. <laughs> Wow. And that the top one is sort of the domain of the truly uh, enlightened and divine. So since Kevin Gosman is our best pitcher, that's clearly where he would live were he to reside in the clouds above our heads. So seventh Kevin. However, the Hindu term for uh, the seven realms is Svarga. So that's how I got to that. However... Uh, just in the moment now, if I could throw a third one at you, um, which Kevin Gosman often does, um, <laughs> we said the best Orioles pitcher. What about T-Bop? <laughs> you know, uh, I was actually planning on, on ruling this as a to be determined mm. because he's, he's your best pitcher and he's such a part of the future. I don't want to saddle him with a nickname that's just kind of, I feel like we should maybe wait until... Well, we will audit it again next year. So okay. if he if he decides one way or the other, this could be a placeholder nickname only. Uh, I was all ready to do that. I kind of like T-Bop. T-Bop's pretty good. <laughs> I like T-Bop. That's solid because then you'll you'll inevitably get asked by other people, and I think it'll be the best Orioles pitcher. Boom. <laughs> T-Bop. T-Bop. T-Bop it is. Great. Okay. We've already agreed that Tommy Hunter is the round mound of zone pound, so we can get Oh, that's so in. good. <laughs> so good, guys. Now, uh, we do have to do Miguel Gonzalez. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Skipped over Miguel, which is a shame because I seem, I feel like we've never really landed on a good nickname for Miguel Gonzalez, despite him being one of the better contributors for a long period of time. There you go. The forgotten one. You skipped right. him on the list. Don't, don't <laughs> so worry. I, I, have, we, I have one that we're going to love. Great. So previously, <laughs> we've nicknamed him Gonzo and Big Game Gons. I didn't have another good answer. Uh, and I, I I thought for a long time, you know, his nickname Big Game Gons is sort of uh, a bit of a, a bit of a lie. Uh, it's been a little while since he really kind of came up in the big game, so I don't think we can go with that. And um, I didn't I didn't have a, a better better name there. So what do you got, Sam? The Duke of Gwellington, because it's Miguel, <laughs> the Duke of Gwellington, or just the Duke. Here's my rationale: the Duke of Wellington. Yes. Whose name was Wellesley, I believe, was renowned in British military circles for not trying to do too much, <laughs> using, taking a very defensive strategy, and sort of luring the opposing military into making their own mistakes. Now, whose pitching strategy does that sound like to you? How about the Duke of Wellington himself, Miguel Gonzalez, or the Duke for short? I, I don't hate it. <laughs> I'm going to go even more obscure in my military leader reference later in the program, so I'm going to have to back this one now. <laughs> Your uh, in-depth analysis uh, sold me on the Duke, Duke, 
Duke, Duke of Gwellington. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Moving right along, the $52 million man himself, Ubaldo Jimenez, who last year we referred to as Natty Doe. We did get some good, um, maybe slightly sarcastic entries from Twitter after uh, after what, Ubaldo's like the, the money pit. Ubaldo's first uh, Ubaldo's first um, successful outing this year, where he went seven strong and I believe K'd eight, gave up a hit. Um, so Ubaldo Simenez and or Cybaldo, both in from. Uh, I like the money pit, by the way. That's, uh, <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, it's a good entry. Thank you to Josh Sroka and Jeremy Rude for those submissions. Um, I, I, uh, I, I'm going to name him Jiminy Christmas, <laughs> which is the nicest curse word that I found <laughs> and sort of sounds like his last name. <laughs> uh, okay. I went with Stripes. Where's Baldo? Stripes. And because imagine an American flag, right? You have you have a series of horizontal stripes. You have a red stripe. Oh. Uh-oh, danger. Things are not going well. You have a white stripe. Peace, calm, ease. <laughs> Everything's going according to plan. Red stripe, uh-oh, and it's alternating back and forth. What better describes the Ubaldo Jimenez experience than that kind of ricochet, jerk kind of feel uh, to watching him perform? You know, as as well as Sam is employing the well-known maxim that great nicknames are often based on war strategy and flag layout, <laughs> I'm going Jiminy Christmas. Yeah. Jiminy Christmas. I like it. Christmas. I actually really like that because it, it incorporates the Jim from Jimenez. Yeah. I like it. Brian Mattis. Well, last year we uh, nicknamed Brian Mattis Mattis Faction. Which was when he came, he, he had a very understandable role. He was coming out of the pen. He was our loogie. He did a pretty good job against uh, the particular batters that he was matched up with, and we didn't push him beyond that. However, he seems to have forgotten even how to do that. So this year, we're changing his nickname, if I get to be the judge, to Can't Get No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Get No. Can't Get No. <laughs> I like it. Uh I went with Tryon Brian, because he's always doing his best. He is. He's really tried hard. And he's always coming up a little bit short. I he, like to he, say that watching... He reminds me of George Michael from Arrested Development. There it is. So much. Yeah. He's always like, hey, hey, I threw a changeup. Cool. <laughs> Those are both great. Um, unfortunately for you guys, the answer to this is future Met, because <laughs> we need a lefty bullpen guy, and we've been targeting Mattis, so the answer is future Met. No. Um <laughs> I like both of those. I want to go back to it and, and have both of those on standby. So uh, mm. if he's if he's performing poorly, he can be can't get no. Right. Um, try and Brian all supply. You can also turn into flying Brian when he's soaring high. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to have a range because I feel like Mattis's performance has a a full gamut of the highs and the lows. Okay. So can we can we keep all those on the table? This we'll we'll go with the popcorn machine approach. Okay. And really, it's only good against David Ortiz. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but that's a good that's that's a good thing. We 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 hit him a lot. Next up, T.J. McFarland, the second of the Rule 5 picks on the Orioles' 40-man roster. Sam, last year we went with the man from McFarland. I would like to stay with the man from McFarland. Uh, I feel very proud of that one. (laughs) 
And uh, I also feel like it correctly sort of evokes the feeling that you get when he comes in, which is like, where where did we get this guy from again? <laughs> Why is he here? He's pitching for us now? That's okay. All right. He looks kind of like a stranger in a strange land. <laughs> looks a little lost. The man from McFarland. Yeah. I mean... I, I tried for a while to get something around the outlaw Josie Wells, and it didn't work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only submission. We're we're standing pat on the man from McFarland. All right, I was looking at his Wikipedia, hoping to find an interesting factoid. Like, um, in his spare time, he builds ships and bottles, but apparently he doesn't, or at least it didn't make Wikipedia. <laughs> I like it. I wish it were more yellable, um, but I do like the kind of like. Man with no name kind yep. of thing. So yep, just wanders uh, in. Sometimes think, he throws well. Think of it as more like when he comes out of the bullpen, you just hear like, wee wee right. And and when you say it, do you say it with the uh, tonality of like the old saloon barkeep who's like that there? That's the man from, from McFarland. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I'm I on board. would add a, a subtle chin stroke, but that's, that's <laughs> the only question. I would chin make. stroke. Highly unorthodox, but I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next on the list. Mr. Bud Norris, who last year we called Beans, and I think we're going to continue to call Beans. <laughs> I did. I did decide to stick with Beans. Yeah. What is there a just? Oh just yes, there's a story? reason. <laughs> it just looks right. <laughs> beans. Well, think of it. the The way we initially came up with this is. Did we initially come up with this? Oh yes, we did. This is oh, one, one of the this ones I'm one of the most ones proud that's of. Like actually gone out there on the or- into Orioles Nation. Yeah. Uh, Bud Norris. If you were going with a more sort of traditional athletic nickname, you might go Beano. Beano is a bean-based product. That's right. That's I remember this So now. that made us think of beans. And then we were like, hey, why does that feel so right? Oh, it's because every time you look at Bud Norris, it looks like he's going, I'd like to eat some beans. If I could eat some beans, that'd be good. I, I just had a nice big bowl of beans ready to pitch a ball game, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess if beans is the only choice, um, and again, I like the way you sold it with your uh, Bud Norris impersonation, then uh, yep. beans for everybody. Beans uh, for everybody. <laughs> That's what you can say when he gives up Grand Slams. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Moving right along. Next up, Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day, who oh. last year we named uh, Bananas because he's crazy, or also Drano because he has a penchant for unclogging difficult situations. I would also like to say that bananas came from the fact that O'Day backwards is Deo. Right. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, 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 Submariner, right? Yeah. Very close to it. Indeed. Which is, of course, where my nickname comes from, because I'm going for the hunt for the Red Elephant October. <laughs> what? It's oh, a hunt so for the God. Red October. <laughs> That's done. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> No, I want to hear what you have to say. It doesn't even rank. I went with <laughs> I went with the Dare Renaissance man. But why are we even talking about mine? Let's get back to Alan's. <laughs> I was thinking submarine pitcher, and I haven't had a, a good submarine name for a while, and I was going around the hunt for the Red October. I like it. But then I realized Darren O'Day has for a long time been a dominant regular season pitcher, but he has not been good in the postseason when the Orioles have been there. So he's hunting for a relevant October. Fact. Uh, Alan Smith, between all the things you said and the fact that your your arbiter slash judge is a former Navy submarine sailor, <laughs> I was this, playing this a little just, bit. To the, this yeah. is just uh, it's immaculate. I have not. I ring the bell. I, I would ring the bell in a twenty one bell salute, but I'll I'll just go with three. <laughs> the hunt for re, what was it again? <laughs> Relevant October. Okay, because yeah. the D has to be tacked back on the got end. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> 
fantastic. <laughs> Next up in the hit parade, Chris Tillman. What do you got for Chris Tillman? Well, last year we called him Tillmania. Uh, this year I'm going with Bess. Now, one of my favorite series growing up was the Little House on the Prairie series, Laura Ingalls Wilder and the story of her family's trip out west. Can I just say, that's the first time that sentence has ever been said on a sports <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it gets better. So, <laughs> the uh, the 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 family had a pl- a pair of plow horses, um, the headliner of which was named Bess. And it strikes me that often we compare pitchers to your stallions, your racehorses. Your, he's, he's a stud. He's a stud, if you will. Chris Tillman is not a stud. As much as we want him to be a stud, he's much more of a workhorse. He's consistent. He's not exactly all that exciting, and I don't think he's ever going to quite be elite, but I'm going with Bess. It's a solid workhorse. Okay. My submission is The Phantom Tillbooth, or The Phantom for short, which I say because uh, it has now become a topic of great conversation as the Orioles look to extend Chris Tillman in amongst the baseball literati. Why does Chris Tillman continue to have success when his stuff seems to be so middling? But for the last two and a half seasons, he has been a very, very successful, at times dominant pitcher performing consistently in the American League East. No one can figure out why it happens. Why is that? Because he's the phantom. <laughs> this might be the toughest. I, I like both of those. Um, but I'm going to... Um, I guess the question is... Are you a uh, are you a Laura Ingalls Wilder man or are you a uh, who's quick, a, quick pull out, it out of order? Pull it out, Don't pull you it ask out. me those leading questions, <laughs> Sam Dingman? I know your parlor tricks. Or are you a Norton Juster man? Oh, 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 trying to paint me as a rube. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, rube it up because I'm going best. The answer is best. You get to go. Come on, best. <laughs> old get Bessie. Up, Bessie. Get old up. Bessie. Come on, one more inning, old Bessie. You got it. <laughs> that that's true. I I do find myself saying like. Please, Tillman, whatever the fuck you're doing out there, just do it for one more <laughs> inning. Wait, I would also like to say that like, if he gets shellacked and in the third inning, uh, Buck goes to take him out. Glue factory. <laughs> <you're right. laughs> or you can turn to Sam and be like, Sam, they they shoot horses, don't they? <laughs> Bess is Bess. going to the farm upstate. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, where did he go? He disappeared. <laughs> he must be some kind of phantom. Let it go, Dingman. God damn it. The I was so been, proud of that The decision has been made. Okay. All right. On to Mr. Wesley on the shelf right, uh, who is out for four to six weeks with an elbow problem. Uh, and I believe it's an elbow problem. Elbow problem? It is unfortunately an elbow problem. <laughs> Wesley Wright, who we may not see this year. <laughs> um, yes. And did not link, did not make a 2014, did not rank a 2014 nickname. Sam, what do you got? For Wesley Wright, I decided to go with wrongly because okay wesley ends in uh l-e-y right he's not right he's wrong so wrongly well i went very similar i didn't i didn't have strong feelings about (laughs) right i'm not gonna lie Um, i just went with mr right uh as in waiting for mr right as in waiting for anyone other than brian mattis to be a left-handed situational (laughs) uh pitcher Please, God, please, God, where is Mr. Wright? You know, that has a really nice, uh, that has a nice kind of simplicity to it. Waiting for Mr. Wright, which I, we will I, be doing all season. All season. Can I defer 
Can I can I defer this round? No, we like conviction here in oh. the name draft. Okay. And I also don't like the way you sold out your own name at the end. We, I don't <laughs> I don't have strong feelings. We I want you to believe in your nicknames. But the answer is of course uh waiting for Mr. Wright. All right. Okay, that wraps up the Orioles battery. None too soon. Quick break. How's everybody feeling? We we got out of the pitching staff. I feel drunk on power. <laughs> this bell, the, the, it's glorious. I never want to not do this. I wish I could do this as a career. <laughs> if if this was a job that could be had, we wouldn't be living in the United States that we currently live in. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the catching core. Catching core, uh, mysteriously robust on the <laughs> Orioles' 40-man roster. The Orioles are currently carrying four catchers wow. yep. on the 40-man. We'll start off with the pride of Pigtown himself, Steve Clevenger. Well, the pride of Pigtown is a very good nickname because it does shorten to Pops, which is Pops Clevenger. Is, it's a good old-school baseball nickname, I think. It's hard to beat. Um Mine doesn't totally make sense unless you happen to watch a particular episode of Monty Python's Flying Circus, circa <laughs> 1979. But I went with the Blamange, <laughs> <laughs> which of course is a large French dessert, which at some point attempts to take over the world in the Monty Python series and turns everyone into Scotsmen. Doesn't totally hold together, but uh, Clevenger always reminded me of the particular sort of doughy um, dessert character <laughs> okay <laughs> that monty python puts together <laughs> so i'm entering the blamange okay for clevenger we have blamange i went with vengeance because his name has venge in it <laughs> and i think the trials and tribulations of steve clevenger who continues to show offensive potential but cannot figure out how to successfully put down signals behind home plate mm -hmm. or block balls in the dirt mm -hmm. i think that is jake arietta's vengeance against us for trading him to the Cubs, where he now flourishes as an ace. What, where did the Pops come in again? So uh, The Pride of Pigtown, which is, of course, Pigtown is a neighborhood in Baltimore where he's actually from. So it's sort of P.O.P. Pop. But you're not submitting that? You're just mentioning that? Well, we didn't come up with that. That was uh, that was supplied, created by Orioles Twitter. So does that make it ineligible? This has to be generated by you guys? You have to pick one of our stupid ideas. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think, I, I think listener suggestions rank. You can pick Pops. Oh, okay. All right. All right. We'll oh, okay. Because I was going to say, je sois le blamage. <laughs> but... Uh, the pops Clevenger, it's got it's got the the old timey thick mustache baseballness that I, I, I is catnip to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the answer, if it's eligible, is pops Clevenger. I think that's a good for, choice. for a catcher. That's so money. It's great. yeah. It's, okay. it's, a good, it's a good choice. All right. The next the next uh, man who routinely wears the tools of ignorance for the Orioles, Caleb Joseph. Now I last mean, year with uh, with Caleb Joseph, we went with dream coat, as in. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, my vote was to stick with Dreamcoat this year. I think that's an unbelievably perfect nickname for him. I think it fits. I don't know why, but it fits. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have no we have no rebuttals for that. I am for it. I, I it's very yellable. Dreamcoat. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, I'm for it. Dreamcoat it is. All right. Next up in the catcher hit parade, uh, hit hits is a hilarious thing to bring up with this gentleman because he doesn't get many of them. Ryan LaVarnway. Well, Ryan LaVarnway did not rank a 2014 nickname as he was not on the team. But uh, for Ryan LaVarnway, I'm going to submit Ivy League. Now, he was, in fact, an Ivy Leaguer. He hit 
something over north of 400 for the Yale Bulldogs in his senior year in 2007. But that's sort of where he um, crested <laughs> as a baseball player. So we're going to go with Ivy League in a sort of a uh, you know throwback to the big game in high school. Okay. When he was last relevant. <laughs> I went with Shirley, as in LaVarne and Shirley. And also because surely we can do better <laughs> in terms of backup catchers than Ryan LaVarnway. My first thought when I heard his name was the Laverne and Shirley route. Yeah, but it's pretty good. I'm going to go Ivy League. All right. I respect the fact that he came out of the Ivies to uh, make himself a major leaguer. So uh, Ivy League it is. All right. Him and Craig Breslow, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, Jeremy Guthrie. Jeremy Guthrie, Stanford, no, Stanford man. Never mind. Oh, I guess Stanford. Stanford's not Ivy, right? No, Ivy of the West, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but I will quote Lisa Simpson in saying, "Whenever you say the something is the something of something, it's really the nothing of anything." Because <laughs> I remember she got into like McGill University, and Marge was like, "It's like the Harvard of Canada, Mom. If you have to say the something is the something of something, it's not the nothing of anything." I'm probably botching that, but you get the idea. <laughs> the nothing of anything is. For what it's worth, a good nickname for Ryan LaFarge. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now on to Matthew. Oh, this will be interesting. Weeders, the Oriole uh, captain who is on the shelf, perhaps never to play baseball again. <laughs> Perennial first round <laughs> fantasy draft pick of Sam Dingman. <laughs> <laughs> Fell all the way to the third round this time, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I kept him. <laughs> I think he was one of my keepers. <laughs> uh, I oh, went dear. with. Chaff. Oh, sorry, I should say, uh, forget I said, just said Chaff. In the past, uh, his nicknames have been many-fold. Uh, Alan called him Jitup last year because he frequently grounds into a double play. I called him Tease, as in Wheaties, Tease. Please live up to your p- potential one day, <laughs> Matt Weeders. And the Bird's Eye View boys called him Matty Backstops. All right. I think our standing one actually coming out of last year was Matty Backstops. Uh, so this year I went with Chaff, going off the wheat portion of his name, and that's because you know when you have wheat, you try to separate the wheat from the chaff. The wheat is good, the chaff is bad. It's beginning to look like there is more chaff than wheat in the Matt Weeder's experience. So chaff, I, I say that as someone who routinely puts him <laughs> at the top of my draft list. Uh, I went with the Great White Hope um, for similar reasons. He is uh, once again more in the category of hope than he is category of actually achieving anything. And he seems to be much like the great white hope who could beat the African-American boxer in the 1920s. (laughs) Much ado about nothing. (laughs) Guys, I want to say that no matter which way I go, this has been really sad. (laughs) Yours was about he's more chaff than wheat. Well, he routinely disappoints. Either way, I don't feel like anybody wins here. No. There's no winning in this choice. Um, But I'll tell you, is is Maddie Backstop still on the table? We can can, can keep Maddie. We can stay there. Maddie Backstop. That one's my favorite, too. Yeah. Maddie B. And plus, it's not as pessimistic. I'm not saying you're not without reason to be pessimistic, but, you know, let's. Hope springs eternal. Sure. Yeah. We're still in April. That's right. All right, let's uh, let's move out of the catchers and and get into the 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 wheat of the infield, shall we? Yeah. How about Everth Cabrera, <laughs> uh, the big off-season signing for the Baltimore Orioles, the two point uh, seven five million dollar man himself. The uh, Twitters 
from Godzilla have nicknamed him Adam and Evrith Cabrera. Hmm. Pretty solid. Uh, and I'm going with the Notorious RLP. Every year, the Baltimore Orioles have a series of middle infielders who are replacement-level players. <laughs> so there's always a Notorious RLP belt to be passed around the Dan Duquette Clubhouse. Right now, Everett Cabrera is holding the Notorious RLP belt, but that will change. <laughs> so it's a temporary nickname. He's currently the belt holder for the Notorious RLP. I'm going to ask you if you're going to supplement that nickname with something like... Uh... Uh, adequate smalls, kind of like Biggie Smalls, so it, we can condense it. If you can think of something, I'm just going to say it'll help your case. All right, Sam. All right. Uh, all right. While Alan is thinking about that, I will submit mine for Everth Cabrera, which is Mr. Universe. <laughs> Are you going to explain it, or is that all that needs to be said? Well, he's a diminutive man who can barely uh, get the bat through the strike zone. So I feel it is hilarious to compare him to an individual of superhuman strength. Also, his name ends in Earth. So, Mr. Universe. Wait, but you're not even going to get into the biogenesis drug stuff? Oh, well, there's that I too. thought that was like the entire reason you had that name is because he's a drug PED user. Yes, yes. But, you know, that's increasingly, uh, that's increasingly common around the Orioles clubhouse when it comes to free agent signees on one-year deals. We, we've decided, uh, Nick, that Dan Duquette has analyzed the market and found that the current market inefficiency is I heard is that is PED. <laughs> PED yeah. users. Yeah. Um, all right, Alan, would you, are you supplementing? Uh, no, it's a, it's a belt. RLP? It's just like it's a championship belt that different people carry around with them. <laughs> I like it, but Mr. Universe is <laughs> Mr. strong. Mr. is very good. <laughs> strong. Mr. All Mr. right. Okay, now we come to <laughs> Chris Davis. Uh, Chris Davis last year earned the nickname Davis Staples. From Sam uh, and from our nice. collective friend Jan Adams, the wonderful moniker, the Bible Belter. That's great because of his uh, sure. his his Christian leanings. When we should say, by the way, uh, Jen Adams uh, played the role that Nick is playing this year of uh, adjudicator, and we thank her very much for her fine work in that regard. Twitter has recently recommended we call him Malorca. Which only makes sense when you discover that Sam said if he struck out with the bases loaded in the last night's game, we were buying tickets to Spain. <laughs> he immediately struck out. <laughs> and can I say, the paella was delicioso. <laughs> so Sam, what is Chris Davis? Is he still the Bible Belter for you? Nope. He is Spaceman Whiff. <laughs> any, uh, any recommendations why? Sure. Uh, Spaceman Spiff. Uh, my favorite uh, manifestation of Calvin from the Calvin and Hobbes comic strip of, of our shared childhood. Um, for what it's worth, I want to put a, put out a claim on this. If I ever had a hip-hop career, which is looking less and less likely. <laughs> the ship may have sailed. <laughs> my MC name would be Spaceman Spliff. Mm. So nobody else can claim that. I'm putting podcast verbal copyright on that. <laughs> uh, I, I went with Spaceman Whiff for uh, Chris Davis because I think Chris Davis has uh, a hitter that he is, a, he has in his mind a type of hitter that he aspires to be, much like Calvin aspires to be an intrepid intergalactic explorer. Chris Davis aspires to be someone who hits <laughs> moonshots, sticking with the space theme. <laughs> However, uh, he often misses the ball when he swings at it. So, mm. spaceman with. Well, I'm going with uh, Daredevil. Uh, Whoa. Because 
clearly Chris Davis is gifted with supernatural physical strength and nearly impossible to imagine traits that should allow him to be all sorts of powerful. Unfortunately, he also appears to be blind. <laughs> so Daredevil uh, and and as he as he swings ever harder trying to hit the baseball that is just dipping inside and to his knees, uh, I, I don't think he can see out of his right eye. Alan Smith, here's the one question that's going to swing this vote. Uh, Daredevil's nickname, The Man Without Fear. Can you work that into how this applies to Chris Davis? Uh, he is clearly terrified constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to drop the without. Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving right along. Rule 5 draft pick number 3, Ryan Flaherty. Now, in the past, we've referred to Ryan Flaherty as Flaherty Cat because he looks also terrified whenever he bats. I, this year, would like to propose... I, I like Flaherty Cat. I'm not going to be sad if we come down on keeping that. But I did, th- did think it was worth proposing Wave because he that's all he's able to do at breaking balls, wave okay. at them. And also, much like the Wave, everyone hates him but he seems to be a part of every game. <laughs> that, that actually has improved that nickname for me. Yes. Um, I went with Scooter, um, <laughs> mostly because he just looks like a scooter to me. Like, that should be his name. That should be his nickname. He just looks like a scooter. Uh, and he's sort of like a light-hitting middle infielder shortstop type who I've always associated with as a scooter. I, I, don't, I don't really feel like there's more of a reason than that. Just kind of sounds right. Okay, it has a it has a nice uh, Muppets illusion. Yeah, he he looks like a scooter. Mm-hmm. I'm going with keeping Flaherty Cat, but I would like to see uh, Wave or the Wave brought in to be dispatched on the occasion where again he turns up in places where why is this guy involved? <laughs> I like the analogy of the Wave, which I hate. And it happened at my ball game last night. And after I would say two go rounds, I'm like, I'm so, I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done with this. So Flaherty Cat, but also uh, let's let's keep Wave on on standby if we need to pull it out. Okay. All right. Uh, the man who uh, the Wave has been standing in for, JJ Hardy. Um, uh, last year we named him uh, Inspector Soulpatch. Which there was a lot. There was a lot going into that. A lot of it ins, sounds derogatory. A lot, a lot of is it outs, not? A lot of what have you. Uh, no, we we. I mean, it was a hybrid because yeah. I believe, uh, I believe I suggested Soul Patch. Yeah. And Alan suggested the Inspector because he's somewhat detective-like in the way he approaches uh, a developing ground ball situation. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen uh, suggested that we just combine the two and huh? go with Inspector Soul Patch. That also it never really caught on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a bit of a mouthful, yeah. and it doesn't make any sense. Wait, didn't you name somebody Lord Esquire Chesterton of Wellingsworth, and you're saying that Inspector Soulpatch is a mouthful? Well, we're running out of time, so we should probably keep going. <laughs> Sam, what would you like to call what would you like to call JJ Hardy this year? Uh, well, first, I would like to start by stating a fact, yep. which is that JJ stands for James Jerry. Okay. Everybody cool with that? Yep. Okay. Eagle Eye Jerry. Boom! <laughs> because, like Eagle Eye Cherry, JJ Hardy's approach is not complex, 
But if you really pay close attention, he is doing so many fundamental things excellently that you really can't fault the final product. Okay. Save tonight. <laughs> okay. Fight the break of dawn. Come tomorrow. All right. Um, tomorrow have I'll you be gone. I can keep going. Read the book, The Art of Fielding. No. No. Okay. The Art of Fielding is a lovely little novel. I recommend it to you both uh, about a shortstop name of Henry Scrimshander, who uh, in high school was too small and a little bit uh, a little bit gangly, and no one took him seriously. But he just understood the shortstop position and he just automatically did all of the things correctly so i'm going to go with scrimshander and there's a there's a passage in this book which i recommend everyone out there read in fact about sort of taking ground balls and the process from when the ball is struck to uh when the the shortstop returns to his waiting motion after having fielded and thrown to first it's just an absolutely beautiful like description it's in the first three or four pages of the book so scrimshander is my entry for jj hardy and i hope he returns at some point this year to be scrimshander because right now our shortstop is grim (laughs) isn't jj hardy hold on i'll tell you in a second while nick is looking this up we do have to have a nod i think to the new uh ryan wagner approach which is just he pauses at each J as J.J. Hardy approaches the plate, which I really have come to quite love. Yeah, he often goes, J. Hardy! And then the crowd often shouts Hardy. Or J.J. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, nice. I find uh, your supporting arguments are troubling. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Look, look, as somebody who had Eagle Eye Cherry's delightful CD back in 1997, I feel you. Fist bump in the <laughs> studio. Boom. Um, and may have played that on guitar in my dorm room to chicks. Shamefully. Yes. Um, however, to compare J.J. Hardy, who's made a nice uh, 11-year career, to a guy who really only had one hit and fell off. <laughs> and also, I like your story, but can we call J.J. Hardy undersized? And pl- Isn't he big for a shortstop? He's like 6'1". He is, he, he, is, he is a little bit big. So the answer is, of course, Dynamite. We're going to borrow the J.J. Walker, Good Times, Dynamite for J.J. Hardy. <laughs> all right. Because right, it's fun to yell right. at the screen. Okay. Okay. I like Dino it. Dynamite. I like it. I would also, while we're doing this, I'd like to issue a challenge to the Baltimoreans faithful. I would, I'm would. i going to say if anyone out there uh, is willing to go to the trouble of recording themselves performing a cover of Save Tonight <laughs> and emailing it to us so that we can play it on the show, we will send you a Baltimoreans t-shirt. A minor wow. C, <laughs> F, and G. There it is. There it is. There's your cheat sheet right there. And it's there just those things over and over again, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't think it changes the entire song. I think the verse chorus is literally those four chords. Whitley Lassen, if you're out there, sorry I was weird at homecoming. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's move over to third base. I don't want my decision to discourage you guys from uh, shoehorning in. Uh. If one of you wants to correlate an Orioles to a Smash Mouth song or mm. something from the Counting Crows, perhaps, it will probably work in your behalf. <laughs> so don't let this discourage you, Sam or Alan. Okay. I I uh, I believe I have defended the merits of the music of Adam Duritz and his ilk on this program before. <laughs> At great length. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, enjoying the music of Smash Mouth is indefensible. <laughs> 
<laughs> Manny Machado. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it's not, it's not Manny Smash Mouth Machado? Is that where we're going? Manny okay. Machado was not on the roster either the beginning or the end of the season, so he didn't even earn a nickname last year, which is a little bit grim. But, Sam, what's your nickname for uh, Manny this year? I have decided to go with El Dorado. Okay. Which is mostly just because, uh, you know, El Dorado, the mythical city of gold. Ah. Um, El Dorado is also the name for a, a mythical golden man in, I believe, Mexican mythology. Um, and, you know, Manny is in very many ways kind of a mythic, a mythic presence in the minds of the Orioles fans. Sometimes it seems like he's the savior of the entire franchise. Sometimes he disappears in a frustrating flash of light and is, is inaccessible to us for months or or years at a time. Uh, but then he always comes back to flash that that little hint of gold, usually a gold glove. Strong. <laughs> Strong. It's very good. It's very good. I teared up. <laughs> uh, my entry is the Rubicon, or just Rubicon. Um, this is the year that there is no turning back for young Manny Machado. He has had both of his knees repaired. <laughs> he has uh, he is out of excuses. He's out of places to hide. This is the first year where he actually needs to stop um, coasting on his prodigious potential and instead deliver an entire season. So he has, in my mind, crossed the Rubicon, and it, there is no turning back. El Dorado. Yeah, it's a good one. I uh, thank you, thank you. I. Of all of these, that that may be the one I'm the most proud of. It's good. <clears throat> Ray Navarro. Now you may be saying to yourself, <laughs> "Who the fuck is Ray Navarro?" <laughs> Ray Navarro is on the 40 man roster, and he is a shortstop. Mm-hmm. Who I believe we acquired from the Cubs via some Dan Duquette tomfoolery. <laughs> And if he plays an inning this year, we'll know that things are not going well. <laughs> sort of the Omar Quintanilla of the current squad. Sam, what are you going to call uh, our, our boy Ray? I went with Bizarro mm. because it rhymes with Navarro. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So uh, I alluded before to a military general of the past. <laughs> oh, I love boy. this already. So Ray is traditionally spelled R-A-Y, right? So, but Ray Navarro's name is R-E-Y, which doesn't make a whole ton of sense. And then I was thinking about R-E-Y, Ray, as a way of spelling it, and I realized that there's a gentleman named Cous de la Ray, spelled R-E-Y, who is a head of the Boer Wars uh, Dutch contingent in the (laughs) little-known but incredibly bloody... English versus Dutch uh, uh, Boer Wars in South Africa. So I'm going with Koos, K-O-O-S. <laughs> That's my entry for Ray Navarro. Boy. And if I ever get to yell that at the screen in happiness, <laughs> like you said, Sam, something will have gone horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, all right. I guess I'll move past the fact that neither of you incorporated the band Sugar Ray. I already told you the 90s was a guarantee. That's fine. I really I like your idea of if he's playing an inning so so I kind of wanted something like um kind of like a uh, like on Game of Thrones the crow like dark wings bring right. dark words <laughs> I wanted something some nickname of like whether it's black cloud or like the fact he's existing yep, as an yep. omen of badness but that's fine <sighs> Sam what was yours <laughs> I'm still lost in the Dutch English war mine was bizarro 
you know, Bizarro Navarro. <laughs> well, and Coos? Coos. Uh, Coos. <laughs> Can I also say, I got Ray Navarro's origin story with the Orioles completely wrong. I just looked it up. Uh, and per an article from November 22nd of 2014, Orioles to sign Ray Navarro to major league deal. Navarro, 25 in 2015, is coming off a solid season in the Reds farm system, <laughs> where he hit a combined 282, 343, 435 in 542 plate appearances. The switch hitter originally signed by the Diamondbacks tied a career high with 12 home runs. He's never played for the Cubs and uh, was not acquired uh, via trade. You were telling the story of Bizarro Ray Navarro, his his, his opposite <laughs> figure. And that is what's known as a long con. Meanwhile, <laughs> General Jacobus Herculeus de la Rey, or otherwise known as Cus de la Rey, is generally regarded as the bravest of the Boer generals during the Second Boer War and is one of the leading figures of Boer independence. <laughs> so just throwing that out there. Where, I, el- where else could Eagle Eye Cherry and the Board Generals <laughs> coexist? Baltimore. I think I just figured out that I had Ray Navarro confused with Ray Sanchez. Oh. Uh, Ray Ordonia is a Metro stop. Also the R E Y Ray. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't see that very often. But um, maybe I'm just just ignorant. Well, Ray Let's in, move on to, in uh, Spanish is king. Right. So mm. perhaps uh, you know, there's they're trying to imply that there's something regal about Jimmy. These young men. Paredes. Yes, Jimmy Paredes, uh, I decided to go with, or sorry, last year we called him Hercules yeah. because we thought it would be fun to say Paradis, Paradis, <laughs> kind of like in The Nutty Professor when Eddie Murphy as the mom of the clumps goes, Hercules, Hercules. I decided to go with Big Band mm. because I always feel like one guy on the Orioles roster or on the roster of some team. There's always some minor contributor in the major leagues during the year. And for a long time, my favorite of these was Johnny Venters, where you can just envision a 1940s poster where it's player name and his orchestra. (laughs) So if it was Johnny Venters and his orchestra, you wouldn't think twice. And if it was Jimmy Paredes and his orchestra, or welcome to the Jimmy Paredes show, that would be really great, but I thought that was too obvious. I've done that both uh, nickname audits in the past. Uh-huh. So this year, I'm going in a different direction. Parades. It sounds like what an eight-year-old might call a parade. Hmm. Parades often have bands. Big band. All right. All right. Yeah. I also went with the par- parodies parade parade sort of sounds alike syndrome. And I'm going to nickname him 76 Trombones, <laughs> which if you've seen the 1950s musical The Music Man, you would know led the big parade. I'm sorry to say, but you're both out of order on this. <laughs> That's totally Come fair. on, you guys. Would you say weakest round so far? Or? Well, it's no, I'm more disappointed. I'm, I'm not angry as much as I am disappointed. And the reason why, and I'm going to channel my inner 14-year-old, as somebody who grew up listening to hip-hop in the early to mid-1990s, ah. Paradise, D's oh, nuts, guys. Jen Adams, thinking? where are you at? Holler at me. Jen Adams and I spend ninety percent of our time at work making D's nuts jokes. <laughs> this guy's name is Paradis. You were even saying it with Hercules. Paradis, Paradis. Plus, when he strikes the guy out, you can jump up and thrust at your crotch. How did you miss this? I want, I want you when this is done. To think about what you've done, okay, and come up with an appropriate D's nuts 
John, Jimmy Parody's joke. Shame on you both. Okay, it, that's totally fair. I feel terrible. Now, I, in our defense, you shouldn't be de- <clears throat> surprised by virtue of the fact that Alan Smith talked about Laura Ingalls Wilder for like 10 minutes earlier. <laughs> so that tells you what he was doing when he was growing up sure. while you were listening to... Dr. Uh, Dre, you know, Dr. Drizze, and Snoop Dogg. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, pressing ahead, Jonathan Scope. What do we have for Jonathan Scope? Well, uh, in the past, we have nicknamed him the Freshmaker. Mouthwash, uh, got it. Okay. And uh, our, our our collective friend Matt Nassinison suggests that Listerine also might work as a nickname. Uh, I'm going with the Flailing Dutchman. Now, the Ooh. Flying Dutchman <laughs> is a often oh. often something oh. that uh, <laughs> that Jonathan Scope uh, he he plays. He's he's from. Um, Curaçao. Curaçao, and plays for the Netherlands baseball mm-hmm. team in the in baseball World Series, uh, the World's Baseball, what's it called? World Baseball, World Classic? baseball Classic. World Baseball Classic. Uh, he's not quite the flying Dutchman that we, as Americans, seem to nickname every person who is Dutch, but he is, with his 200 average, something of a flailing Dutchman, and he does has not yet learned what the off-speed pitch means in the major <laughs> leagues. That is so good. That is so good. The Flailing Dutchman. The Flailing Dutchman. I went with uh, Dish, uh, as in Scope Dish, um, because uh, my thought was, uh, see, I, I, I'm, I'm doing it again. I'm backing off my convictions. The Flailing Dutchman is so good. <laughs> but Jonathan Scope, if you serve a pitch to him on a, on a platter or oh. dish, he can hit it out of the park. If it moves at all, He's not going to adjust the plane of his swing. He's swinging <laughs> at the where dish. he thinks it's going to be. Where it goes, that's that's not his concern. But fuck that name. The Flailing Dutchman. <laughs> we should say... Uh, oh, wait. You already said Matt Nissenson's thing. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Um, also, I like the versatility and the fact that you can adapt it to where uh, if he gets a pitch high and tight and he ducks out, he can be the Bailing Dutchman. Oh. If he starts yelling at the umpire, he can be the Wailing Dutchman. Ooh. I think there's a lot of uh, opportunities to to modify it according to the baseball-based situation. I love I like it. it. Flailing Dutchman. Well played, Smith. All right. Let's move on to uh, young Christian Walker. Yes. Who we hope will uh, make it up this year. Our our, our first base prospect uh, who has not yet broken. We, we, did, we did see him a little bit last year, so I think he got on the end of the year nickname audit at the end of last year, but I don't remember what we nicknamed him then. So, Sam, what do you got for young Christian Walker? I decided to go with Skywalker because he is, in many ways, our our great hope for mm. the future. A new hope, if you will. Indeed. All right. All right. Well, uh, I went with one set. Now, stick with me here. <laughs> Christian Walker. I was thinking about Christian Walker, and I was thinking about the <laughs> image of uh, two people walking down the beach, which is always in the Christian sort of inspirational posters where you are walking with Jesus and there is one set of uh, uh, um, footprints footprints in the in the water. So one set is my uh, my entry. You know, it's, I've never heard of this guy, but when you said the name, my first instinct was footsteps or footprints mm. um, because I don't know who's currently playing first base, but if he's your hot prospect, you know, he can, he can hear the footsteps. He can hear him coming. Uh, also, <laughs> at one point, he may be able to instill fear in the pitchers. Hopefully, that's the goal. Um, but I like, uh, I like uh, Skywalker. I like All Skywalker. Right. It fits. It works. Skywalker. Easy to yell. 
All right. We've uh, we've we have completed a, we the have, infield. We have a very strong uh, listener candidate for this next one. So Alejandro de Aza, mm. our our starting left fielder. <laughs> uh, the the suggestion from um, Ben Mastin on Twitter was de Aza watching God, which I just love. It's really good. It's way better than what we came up with last year, which was Aza does it and Ali D. We didn't know who he was. We had we had, we had like 15 minutes head start. Come on. So uh, Ben suggests Deaza watching God. I suggest the Minesweeper because uh, he has uh, this big sweeping swing um, that is is full of holes. But when he does manage to connect with the ball, he usually sweeps it into right field for extra bases or sometimes sweeps it over the wall but it always to me looks like he's like wielding a mop Mm. and so when he connects it's great sometimes he hits a bomb so there's your minesweeper connection and uh that's yep that's uh (laughs) (laughs) that's why i said the minesweeper over to you smith (laughs) so i went with the man in the arena now Bear with me here, because this one's going to take a second. Okay. <laughs> this is, of course, uh, something that Adam Jones tweeted about last year, uh, about the man in the arena, which is a, a reference to a Teddy Roosevelt quote, which I think is especially apropos when you look at young Deaza, who looks a little bit like a teddy bear. He just sort of has that sort of like round, cherubic, friendly look Agreed. to him. So he looks like a teddy bear. Teddy bear, Teddy Roosevelt, obviously named teddy bear, came from Theodore Roosevelt. And let me just read you... The quote that the man in the arena uh, line is actually from. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly? So that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. And I will say, uh, the idea that Alejandro de Aza steps in and fills both the left field role and the place of the departing and dearly beloved Nick Marquez at the top of the Orioles lineup is a little bit iffy. <laughs> but I already have the feeling that, with nothing else, the boy tries extraordinarily hard. He's not very good, but he tries really hard. Woof. So. Man, that's, that is, that's compelling stuff. The man in the arena. Um... I'll confess that when I realized that your quote wasn't something from the Verve Pipe or some <laughs> other mid-90s band, I stopped listening. So I'm sure, I'm sure it was great. <laughs> but <clears throat> Good pull on the Verve Pipe. Thank you. Uh, the novel narrates a main character ripening from a vibrant but voiceless teenage girl into a this woman with her watching God. finger on the trigger of her own destiny. It isn't that what we all really want from our young, growing <laughs> baseball players. Mm-hmm. It's true. So the answer is Daaza watching God. Yep. Hats off to you, Ben Mastin. Well was, it was it was it was an early winner. Okay. Adam Jones. Adam Jones is next. I just want to say legend. that this would maybe be a great time for the 90s reference I've been hoping for. <laughs> Continue. 
<laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so Adam Jones in the past, uh, we've gone with Jonesy. Now, the good doctor. We're not gonna we're not gonna sit here and say that we made up Jonesy. That that is something that sort of sprung into the collective awareness as soon as Adam Jones smacked his first home run over the left field fence at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. I would like to say that I did come up with an innovative justification for the Jonesy nickname, which is there is a Tawny Port, and I don't know how many of you guys are Tawny Port fans. <laughs> it's an so Australian it's not label, early nineties here, <laughs> called Jonesy, and this port, it is it is sweet, it is smooth, but it is strong. Mm. It it and I, and I don't mean that it it's not like hobo wine. You know what I mean? It's it's not gonna it's not gonna put you on your backside when you need to be doing your taxes. But at the end of a long day, <laughs> it you just kind of swirl it around your mouth, and it makes you feel like life is just the most wonderful thing. And I don't know about you guys, but that's how I feel when I'm watching Adam Jones play baseball. <laughs> so I don't have a new name to add. Uh, but a different reading. Well, no, I think this is the same reading I did last year. I just wanted to remind people <laughs> that I really like Tawny Port. Well, uh, Adam Jones, when he hits home runs, which has become a fairly regular uh, occasion, they are now being referred to on Twitter as Adam Bombs, which I like. It's pretty solid. So my new nickname for Adam Jones, I don't expect this to necessarily work, but like to, to replace Jonesy, but I think that Oppenheimer would be a fairly solid nickname and something I could yell at the screen with, some, with, 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 with great gusto. <laughs> Alan Smith, you shameless panderer. First the submarine <laughs> reference, now the nuclear power. You know your audience, you son of a bitch. You also, could, I'd like to point out, if he goes opposite field, oppo, oh, man. it works. It works. Also, so wait, Jonesy was your submission? Jonesy, I know you were looking for Mr. Jones. <laughs> I was, but I, I got past it early on. I, you know what, though, I don't like? I don't. Jonesy is like, it's like when you have a friend. Have you ever had people call you Smitty? Uh, one every so very rarely. So, I mean... That's it's sort of a nickname. But that's just kind of the default. Everybody, yeah. Throwing you know? a Y on the end of a name is is replacement level. It <laughs> is. Nickname it's, it's it's like uh, the the modern equivalent that I hate is just uh, T Mac or A Rod taking yep. the first letter. That's right. like the ultimate, mm-hmm. you know, default. Um, so the answer is obviously Oppenheimer. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> that nickname is the bomb. So. <laughs> Let's round out the Don't outfield here. Don't tell uh, the Ayatollah. Woo-hoo, topical. Okay. <laughs> David Luch. <laughs> Who? David Lowe. Oh. David Lowe. Uh, last year, I called David Lowe Bickle, as in Travis Bickle, because he is God's lonely man, much like Travis Bickle refers to himself in Taxi Driver, the seminal film by Martin Scorsese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick with Bickle. Okay. Okay. Um I'm going to go with the the um the sort of um Oh shit. What's the guy's name? Which which guy? Got it. Got <laughs> it. Got it. I'm going to go with the uh Robin Hood uh nicknaming rule here, which is to say if you have someone with a very outsized characteristic and you only know of that one characteristic, you name them based on the opposite. So of course, Little John being the largest man in Robin Hood's group, I'm going to nickname David Lowe Cupcake because the only thing I know about him is he doesn't eat sugar. (laughs) He's otherwise mostly irrelevant. (laughs) But Cupcake, I think, is a nice name. 
Um, the correct answer for David Lowe is Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> because, working in my 90s reference, Lowe is my favorite Cracker song. This guy is from Akron, Ohio. White, as can be. <laughs> he doesn't eat sugar, which is such a white people thing. You never hear non-white people. I don't eat sugar. Um, and David true. Lowe sounds like David Lowry, lead singer and guitar player from Cracker. So the answer is Cracker for okay. David Lowe. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We submit. We yield. You guys weren't giving me my nineties. I had to. It was gonna. It had to get in at some point. Cracker. All right. Rounding out the outfield. Well, not rounding out the outfield, but getting close to the end. Uh, so all of you may collectively pump your fists that the rest of your day is about to begin. Steve Pierce, who last last year we settled after through a, a, a milieu of different nicknames. We ended up with Torque. Indeed. Because of his uh, capacity to seemingly only move the top half of his body when hitting home runs. <laughs> Lots of torque generated right there in that specific motion. Sam, do you want to stick with torque or do you have a new nickname for Stephen Wayne Pierce? I have a new nickname and it is Janice. Hmm. Because every time Steve Pierce hits a home run, I always think of that song, that Janice Jackson's, uh, Janice Jackson? <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> that Janis Joplin song, Take Another Little Piece of My Heart. Okay. Uh, and I always want to go, take it! Take another little piece of my heart now, baby! <laughs> it's like, it just it just fills you up with, so I just punched my mic stand. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Um, it just fills you up with so many feelings, and it makes your soul explode, because Steve Pierce should never be doing well, and he is doing so well. He He is such a wonderful story. And uh, Janis Joplin was, of course, a tra tragic story. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, these things, these, uh, the, the feeling that she generated with her music feels very much like what I feel when I watch Steve Pierce play. As a, a sub point, I would also like to say that hearing him interviewed reminds me of Janis from The Muppets. Who is the member, uh, the female singer in the Muppet Muppet Band? Yeah, man, yeah. Who's always like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, my my entry is just straight crib from Rested Development. Steve Pierce. Steve Pierce. <laughs> for those of you who are not in Hootenanny Studios right now, Alan Smith is lifting both fists in the air <laughs> while he says, "Steve Pierce." To be determined. <laughs> the Steve Pierce nickname hasn't revealed itself yet. The true nickname. All right. I'm sorry, I'm tabling this. Interesting. That's fair. That's Interesting. fair. How about okay. trash can? How do you feel about trash can? <laughs> uh, based on? He just kind of looks like a trash can. He's kind of round and portly. And... I, I'm looking at him now. He's a uh, interesting looking fellow. <laughs> Batman, um, based on his middle name. That's a. That's a. That's a, another. Another option. We'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. Moving on to Travis Snyder, the uh, other big-name free agent signing of the Baltimore Orioles. Now, uh, from Twitter, we got a couple of suggestions. I will tell you about one of them first, and we'll save the other one because it came from uh, the suggestion that I am going to propose, so it won't make sense until I reveal mine. Uh, okay. The so one was the, the one that I think can exist in its own world is your friendly neighborhood Snyderman. <laughs> pretty solid. Pretty solid. Comes to us via Godzilla via Orioles Reddit. Indeed. So my submission uh, is Ethan Hawke. 
And I say that because I think Travis Snyder looks like Ethan Hawke. Now, because I said that, our good friend Andy Livingston, who tweets at Elevator Doors, suggested Gattaca or Gattaca Snyder. Gattaca, of course, a very, very good Ethan Hawke film. There aren't too many of those, so you've got to pause to acknowledge them when you can. Hey, let's not. Let's not hate on Ethan Hawke here. Hey, listen, Ethan, reality is a harsh mistress. One might say it bites. So I'm not going to, to to throw anything in there that I think has a chance to beat your friendly neighborhood Snyder man. But he, uh, when, when he first got traded to us, there was a picture, um, or when he first signed with the Baltimore Orioles, there was a picture of him accepting his Baltimore Orioles um, uh, uh, colors with Dan Duquette posing at the press conference with a just horrifying little very thin mustache like kind of an off-season thing it, it wasn't working for him at all and uh, thankfully he has gotten rid of it over the course of the off-season but i'm gonna go with snidely whiplash <laughs> in a pure attempt at inspiring his mustache to greater heights <laughs> i like your incorporation of ethan hawk and reality bites a movie full of many great 90s bands and songs <laughs> However, my decision based uh, how on how I feel about Ethan Hawke was more determined by whether I agree that he does look like Ethan Hawke. Okay. And I don't. What? Really? Like, do you see it in any of those pictures? I don't see it. It's kind of an essence thing. <laughs> you know, really. you, you have to kind of look into his heart. Hey, don't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> I'm Judge Joe Brown. No, wait, I'm not. I'm Nick. <laughs> so, again, I like the Ethan Hawke. But, and I also, I... So the 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 winner is going to be your friendly neighborhood Snyder man. I would like to keep <laughs> Snidely Whiplash to be employed. Um, should they do like a a evil Spock kind of thing where the mustache either makes an appearance or you can use this for the bad version of Travis Snyder? Yep. So okay. All right. All right. I d- I do really like your friendly neighborhood Snyder man because yep. It, yep. it feels very much for one thing. Uh, Travis Snyder has done a lot of diving around in right field. He has already. Yeah. Uh, full extension o- often, on a couple of often fly balls. Much like Spider Man. Um, mostly for show, because if he'd just taken the correct route to the ball, he would have been fine. <laughs> exactly. But, you know. <laughs> also, guys, the, the benefits of being able to sing Snyder Man, Snyder, that's fun, <laughs> yeah, right? It does whatever good. Travis Snyder that's can. That's right. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. We are almost at the end. Uh, in fact, we're incredibly close. This oh, wait. Can the... I ask, does, does Buck get a nickname? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what's his real name? Is it Buck or is that his nickname? William He's... Nathaniel Showalter. Indeed. Oh, if you got Buck, I guess you don't really... Do you know yeah. the Do you know the origin story of the Buck nickname? Yes. He actually, um, back uh, in his early 20s, he took over managing a team of actual deer and led them to 100 <laughs> wins because he's that magnificent. He led animals who can't grip a bat or throw a ball with his buck magic. Is that right? <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it's more right than, than the truth. Okay. <laughs> so, Delman Young, who last year we referred to as the Del Razor. Mm-hmm. Or Del the Junkie Homo Sapien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish I could go back in time to be on that show and just ring the shit out of this bell for Del, Del the Junkie Homo Sapien. That's the best. Oh, that's so good. I wish I could drop a mic. That's that, so was, great. that was Alan Smith's, I believe. Alan Smith, bravo. Well done. What do you got, to, uh, what do you got this year, Smith? <laughs> Top yourself. I, I am going to struggle to do that. Uh, I, in fact, I'm going to re-enter Del the Junkie Homo Sapien. <laughs> 
You can't see this right now, ladies and gentlemen, but Alan is correcting our spreadsheet in real time. No, 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 no I'm not, I'm not. That's not what he had written. It isn't, but that the, the one I put in before is not very good. <laughs> You'll never know what it is, folks. You'll never know what it was. Well, uh, I'm going to submit Tickle, as in... Tickle. All right, anyway, so Del the Junkie... No, 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 sorry, no, no, no. I mean, yes, but... Uh, <laughs> I went Tickle because Tickle Me Delmo... So if you take the N off of Delmo and it becomes Delmo, then you can say Tickle Me Delmo, Tickle, and then imagine a situation, and this would never happen, where, you know, tinkers to evers to chance? Of course. The sort of classic uh, double play yeah. mm -hmm. uh, partnership of the, the old Red Sox, Cubs. I believe. Cubs. Cubs, Cubs excuse me. Um, imagine if David Lowe, who you may recall, Cracker. you've been taking notes, yep. Bickle fed the ball to Delman Young, which in this case, I guess, would involve throwing the ball from right field to left field for some oh, reason. Oh, God, coming off Dell, this is such a disappointment. <laughs> oh, it's like following a legend. It'd be Bickle to Tickle, and then we just need a third Ickle player, and we'd have something really special. So, God. Let me just say this. Dell the Junkie Homo Sapien is the Mike Trout of nicknames. <laughs> it's a, it's a seven-tool nickname. It's got... A hip hop '90s reference. It matches. It, it's it's rhymes. It, it applies. <laughs> you can you can morph it to the flunky Homo sapien. Yep. If he gains even more weight, he could be the chunky Homo sapien. <laughs> That's true. It is not only the greatest nickname I've heard tonight, but I'm going to be thinking about it at work for days on end. <laughs> Del, 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 Del. <laughs> so great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that brings us to our final nickname of the night. And the gentleman who we're going to be picking a nickname for is Henry Yerudia. And if you've ever listened <laughs> to the Baltimore Orioles podcast, we excuse are me, straight up out of nicknames for Henry Yerudia. <laughs> the, I just called us the Baltimore Orioles podcast, which could probably get us sued. The Baltimoreans podcast. You know that um, we've never come up with a nickname for Henry Yerudia before. Uh, just it it he defies nicknaming. Um, I don't know what. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. As you all know, the, the closing line of every single Baltimoreans podcast is a Henry Arudia pun. And Sam, what's your uh, what's your what's your current favorite Henry Arudia nickname? Uh, well, I, for, I would first like to recognize Bird's Eye View for submitting Whoop de Doo Rudia, <laughs> which I think is a fun way of sort of uh, poking 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 silliness at the fact that he. We we keep saying Henry Rudia. What's the big What's the big whoop? Whoop de do Rudia. Nice work, gentlemen. <laughs> However, I'm not sure you totally sold that, but okay. <laughs> not as good as my submission, Henry Mace Windu Rudia. <laughs> because who wields the old lightsaber, aka bat, better than Mace Windu? Henry Mace Windu Rudia. How about? Uh, and this is just as a final attempt. To justify Nick Markovich's presence on this podcast, Henry, your hootie and the blowfish, <laughs> Rudia. <laughs> <laughs> and good night. <laughs> Wait, I'm, so I'm, I'm really confused. So you guys have come up with many nicknames for him. At the end of every episode, we come up with at least one Henry Rudia baseball. But your two favorites are actually whoop de doo Rudia and who No, this is just the last two we came up with. Yeah. <laughs> my my favorite one that we ever did was Henry Much Ado Rudia About Nothing. Yep. 
I, I liked Henry Das Boot Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> I like all of these in their way. Is there any way to streamline them, make them more yellable? Uh, Henry Boodia. <laughs> How about Hootia? <laughs> Hootie! <laughs> I, I, I never turned on Hootie and the Blowfish. Just I so didn't everyone either. Knows. That's, my, that's actually my issue with the Hootie and the Blowfish affiliation with the nickname is I like Hootie and the Blowfish. I like Henry I cannot Henry stand Henry Arudia. <laughs> uh, can I say something? Um, I was listening to Hootie the other day, uh, Old Man and Me, uh, mm. and some of their covers. Really good. Darius Rucker has reinvented himself as a country, uh, country singer. singer. Yeah, it's true. That oh, so that was the giveaway at a Mets game last night. Somebody in the stands. Darius Rucker was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Darius Rucker Darius and one of the other you. three blowfish. You had to choose. No, but it was like uh, Delta was sponsoring this mid-game thing, and if you win, you would get tickets to a Darius Rucker concert in South Carolina. And they didn't mention whether they were covering plane fare, so that was the joke we made. It's like you win, you win eight dollar tickets to see him at the fair, but you have to buy the three hundred dollar tickets to go to South Carolina to see <laughs> Darius Rucker. Um, God, <laughs> only want to be, only want to be with you, huh? Uh, only want to be with you, Rudia. Yep, yep. Um, From the seminal album there "Cracked Rear View," Rudia. <laughs> Can, can we? It can keeps we, going. It keeps going. Can we continue with kind of an open door policy for Mr. Arudia to where, since his name is such a bounty, that instead of of restricting it to one, can we still have the recurring? You really, you really can't confine Henry Arudia to a single nickname. It needs to fly. Don't clip its wings. No. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go with with open open door policy on Arudia. You can call Henry Arudia whatever you want, as long as you call him. And you can call me whatever you want, baby, <laughs> as long as you call. And they're not going to be calling you yeah. to the big club. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that, all 90 minutes of that, <laughs> is your 2015 Orioles nickname audit. We think we have left you very well equipped to scream at your televisions for the rest of the summer and hopefully the fall. And as Prince would say, as he ends every single one of his songs, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Our very big thanks to our adjudicator, Mr. Nick Markovich, whose podcast you can check out, The Free Silver Party. And where can people find that, Nicholas? Uh, it's available on iTunes. Um, yeah, I would say that's the best place to go. Source of source of many fine podcasts, including the one you're listening to right now. And, you know, there's a thing you can do on iTunes. I'm not sure you guys are aware. Some of you are. But how about if more of you discover it, you can leave reviews on iTunes. Oh, I thought you were going to say listen to Vertical Horizons catalog. <laughs> I, ha- I, got, I had to leave with one more. What, why stop there? What, let's let's run them down. How about uh, what Nine Days, the New Radicals, New Radicals, sure. Um, uh, lit. How about a little lit action? Um, yeah, Jimmy World. A little nineties, two thousand, maybe. Sure, sure. Uh, Dave Matthews Band has come up in in in, in Hootenanny <laughs> Studios. Quite a few, <laughs> uh, once or twice. Yep. Um, Silver chair. Silver chair. Oh, big head Todd on the monsters, y'all. All right, all right. Toad the wet sprocket. Oh, anyone? Big fan, big I assume fan. you're just gonna fade this out. <laughs> <laughs> that would probably the be for the best. The Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> is candlelight, you and me, and a bottle of wine and a whole We know I'm going away And how I wish I wish you were to So take this wine And drink with me Let's delay our misery Say tonight 
Podcasts like this at BaltimoreSportsReport.com.